This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Pennyard, head coach of This Naked Mind, and I am back with another edition of Coaching Questions. I've got four awesome questions today, and I'm going to jump right in. So question number one goes like this. Howdy. One of the things I've been struggling with is what am I going to do about all the stuff in my life when slash if I get alcohol out of the way? I'm pretty unhappy on several fronts. As a matter of fact, that's why I drink to get rid of those feelings. What am I going to do about all of this? It all feels overwhelming and like it's too much to handle. This is a fantastic question, and I got to say, you know, uh, I have personal experience with this, uh, and I'll go into that in a second, Um, but it's something that I do hear a lot from people who are in our groups, right? So when people look at alcohol and they say, man, I I drink to relieve stress, um, very often it's kind of those same things over and over, that stress that we relieve, right? So maybe, you know, for me it was financial stress, it was job stress, um, there was some family stress, there was lots of different reasons, uh, lots of different things in my life that I was unhappy about. And um, it felt like taking alcohol out of that equation was just going to be unbearable. Right. So a couple of things I want to comment on the question, then we can talk a little bit about the answer. First of all, you said when slash if I get alcohol out of the way. The fact that you were doing this and that you wrote in the question and that you're engaging with this means that you're going to do it. I promise you, if you continue to work on this, you will get to a place where alcohol is out of the way. Now, in this question and uh, in general talking about these bigger things in your life, here's something I want to talk about is that if you frame these things as huge, gigantic, massive things that I cannot deal with, it's going to feel like, oh man, I don't know if I want alcohol out of the way. Right? If you look at these things and you look at them and you say terms like, I'm trapped or this is something I cannot do anything about or I'm stuck. Um, those sort of things are going to stick in your mind and they're going to be something that are going to make you think, man, maybe I don't want to get rid of alcohol, even though you might know logically that you do. So the very first step here is to be able to reframe some of this stuff and look at it a little bit differently. Let me give you an example from my life and kind of how it went down with me. So one of, I'll just pick finances, right? Financially, I was in a very bad position while I was drinking. Um, I had gone through a divorce and and after the divorce, drinking went up even higher um, and drinking costs money. I drank expensive scotch. Um, you know, I was, I moved around, I was trying different jobs. I was doing all of these things that cost a lot of money. I was borrowing a lot of money to do it. Um, and I ended up in a position where me and my family, so four of us were living in this apartment that was less than ideal. We'll put it that way. Um, while meanwhile, I was looking at my friends, my cohort, everyone's buying houses and had backyards. Like I had a giant mud puddle behind my apartment. Um, I literally had to put on boots to walk from my truck to my house because there was like ankle deep mud. Um, so anyway, all of this was to attach to the financial situation. So every day I came home and I walked through the mud and I'm like, ah, right, this is terrible. I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of this place. And then I would, you know, walk up the back stairs and, you know, that was dirty and dingy. And then I would be, you know, I'd maybe go to a friend's house and be hanging out in a backyard and I'd be thinking to myself, man, I wish I could do something like this. I'm never going to be able to get here. Right. So I made this problem bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, definitely it was a big problem. Like definitely it took a lot of work. I'm still working on it. Um, but it was something that needed to shift. 
Um, so when it came to drinking, right, you know, when I walked in and I walked through those mud puddles and up the dingy back stairs, um, you know, relief, relief, or so I thought, um, was right around the corner, right? All I had to do was pour that drink and then I would feel better. Now, the perspective shifting thing for me was when I recognized the fact that feeling better was different than going somewhere with the problem. Now, this seems like uh, it should be readily apparent, but it really isn't, right? So when I look back on this, I would say to myself, well, man, I think over time I might be able to find some solutions. I might be able to find some things that'll help. And, and I was talking to myself that way while drinking enough scotch to and a lot of money every night, essentially. Um, and what I recognized after, after I quit drinking, when I took the drinking out of it was that that time that I spent was time that I could focus on learning how to budget differently or looking at different opportunities for making money. Um, so all of this is to say, one of the very first steps is to really reframe these problems that you're dealing with. And I don't know specifically what they are based on your email. Um, but I do know that if we tell ourselves that there are huge problems we can't do anything about, then they are going to be huge problems we're not going to do anything about, right? And maybe, um, maybe for this you're thinking, well, that's crazy because it seems like a huge problem. That's okay. That's okay if it's a huge problem. I'm not asking you to say, ah, this is nothing and I'm just going to, it'll be a breeze to deal with. No, not at all, right? But if you can reframe it somewhere in the middle where you say, I have no idea how I'm going to solve this, but I do know that with the reduction and change in drinking, which by the way, was something I never thought I would do, I'm confident that I can tackle something else, right? So there's an idea we talk about here at This Naked Mind, which is called the big domino, um, which is where you look at all of the changes you wanna make in your life and you, want, you figure out what is the one of all of those that if I made this change, everything else becomes easier. If you are listening to this podcast, it is a very, very, very good chance that that one domino is alcohol. So when you think about it that way and you look at what this challenge is, right? When I, when I quit drinking, I did not believe that I would ever do it. I truly didn't. If you'd asked me uh, six months before I quit, if I was going to quit alcohol, I would have said no. I would have said no. I might have still been in, I might have still been in denial about the fact that I needed to quit it, right? Um, so once I got to the other side of it, there was a sense of strength right? There was a sense of resilience and that came from me, right? That came from me. That was from the effort that I put into this. And then I recognized, wait a minute, I can grow, right? I can change. And these problems, these things that are in front of me might be massive, right? And there might be a lot of work to do, but I have proven to myself that I can do that. So first is reframe the problem. Second is continue to say, and, and ask yourself this question, like, is alcohol the big domino? If it is, then you're absolutely on the right track. Again, for most of us, the vast, vast majority of us listening to this, alcohol is the big domino because once we remove that, and it's not, remember, it's not just the time being drunk, but it's the time being hung over, it's the time thinking about drinking, it's the time dealing with the depressive effects of alcohol use over the long term. When you take all of that out of your life, right, when you get to a place where you're stable, you have freed up so much time and energy and resources um, that you're able to go out and tackle those problems. The reason I told you this financial story um, is that I'm coming up on just about four years alcohol-free now. Um, last year, 
I bought this house that I'm in right now, right? And that was three years after I quit drinking. So it was three years of putting a plan in place and working through it and all the bumps and everything. And within three years, I got to a place where if you would ask me again before I, I quit drinking, are you ever going to be able to do this? I would have told you no. I would have told you I didn't think it was possible. And again, it all came from being able to reframe the problem and focus on my big domino and then take it one step at a time. Um, and that's the final tip that I have for you. Some of these pro problems might seem huge. They might seem really big. You've probably heard that joke before. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? And any of these problems are no different. So when you can figure out what these problems are, when you can clearly identify them, and when you can say, all right, here are little things I'm gonna do. And when you keep doing those things, you build momentum. Um, and so you come off of quitting alcohol and you've already got momentum and you build momentum in this new area, you're going to be amazed at what you can do. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, reframing is such a key part of this. Um, and I know what it's like. And a lot of people in our groups and in our programs know what it's like too. So thank you for that question. Uh, next up, question number two, warm weather. It's not here yet, but it's coming. It's here today. I don't know. It's, it's early April as I'm recording this and like the sun is shining. I went downstairs. My kids are wearing shorts. So that's a really good sign. Um, anyway, I'm really looking forward to getting back outside. I'm an avid hiker and love spending my weekends on the trail. One issue though, my hiking friends and I finish off our treks with beer every time. I don't necessarily mind being around alcohol. I'm five months alcohol free. That's awesome. Sorry, side note. That's awesome and way to bury the lead. Congratulations on five months. Um, but I'm really concerned about losing the connection once they start drinking. Any tips on how I can handle this? Yes, uh, this is a great uh, this is a great question. And again, for those of you who are on the other side of this, you've probably learned what it's like. Um, you know, whereas you might used to be with a group and you'd all have drinks and you'd have fun and you know it would be this wild time. Uh, you've probably learned since then uh, that it's not always that fun hanging out with people who are drinking. Um, and it does seem like you get you know farther and farther apart. You know, I'll go out with people who drink now and. Maybe for the first round, it's fine. You can start to notice it even on the first round. But by the second round, it's like we're kind of we're on different vibes <laughs> at that point. Um, and it can feel different about that connection. Um, so here's what I've really taken to doing and something that I think can be helpful for you. Right. So very often what we do is we focus on this and I get various various versions of this question all the time. Um, actually, the next question is a different kind of version of this, but with slightly different answer. But um, one thing we end up doing is we end up focusing on the alcohol part of it, right? So you mentioned this event itself is hiking, right? What are you doing during that hike? Are you connecting during that hike, right? Are you starting a conversation? Are you going into a deeper conversation? Are you talking about things that matter to you, right? So one of the very first things you can do is look for those opportunities outside of that, you know, time in the, well, I don't know if you said it's in the parking lot. I almost said that, but that time in the parking lot when you all crack a beer together, where else are you able to find that connection? Because again, if you think through the entire event, very often, especially with being relatively newly alcohol free, we're still kind of fearing of missing out. Um, and we end up focusing just on that part. But when you look at the whole thing, you can say, oh, wait a minute, I've got that connection, right? That connection is actually there. And then the second question is, how can you make that connection better, right? What can you do while you're on the hike? What can you do to have that conversation? What can you do to be that way? Um, that's going to encourage people to connect with you. That's going to make you feel better. Um, looking at the in the event in its entirety will help you feel less like, oh man, I'm totally missing out on the connection part. 
Um, the last thing I wanted to say about this, and this is really interesting. So I can't tell from your question, five months. Yeah, it's entirely possible you haven't been hiking since you quit alcohol. Um, and so that is a really interesting experience in and of itself. So one of the things that happens, and trust me on this, I see this over and over and over and over, um, is we, people go alcohol free, um, and your friends find out about it and your family finds out about it. And at first you're very nervous, right? You're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to navigate all of this? Um, but then you do it and then people see it. And one person making this choice makes it okay for someone else to not make this choice. Uh, one person making this choice makes someone else go, man, do I really need to drink a beer after I do this? And it's amazing. And I do see it over and over. So this is, of course, not a guarantee that this is going to happen to you. But one of the things that I see on a very regular basis is one group of friends, you know, one spouse, one classmate, one whatever, basketball team member, hiking group member makes this shift. And then one of them asks them about it, right? Uh, then other people start saying, man, I feel a little bit more comfortable not drinking or you know, I don't really feel like drinking, right? And so little by little, these cultural changes happen. Now this has to have someone to get the ball rolling. Um, and that could be you, which is really exciting. The other thing like I had kind of alluded to is that what will happen very often, and I, again, I see this over and over, is you tell your friends and whoever else that you're not drinking, and all of a sudden, uh, they might not be doing it publicly, but they might come to you and they'd be like, hey, how'd you do it, right? What happened? Like, what, what, what method did you use, right? Because what you're going to find is that, you know, when we tell you over and over at this naked mind, like, you're not alone, right? You wanting to drink or wanting to stop drinking, you are, have a ton of company, there are so many people who are in that boat. And so when one of us stands up and says, I'm no, no longer drinking, it inspires all of those people out there who are thinking about making that change themselves. And so if you do that, you'll get, you know, those text messages or you'll be leaving the party and someone will kind of come up next to you, right? And want to talk about it. Um, so that's one of the main things, right? So again, look for that connection where it exists. Where does it exist in the entire event? I guarantee you it's not just the parking lot. Find those opportunities, figure out how to make more out of those opportunities, and also recognize that you're part of a dynamic group of humans. And as one of you change, the others will react. And very, very, very often that's in a super positive way. Um, awesome question. Happy hiking. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, let's see. Question number three, and this one is kind of similar to the last one. Here it goes. I feel like I have a split personality when it comes to alcohol. On one hand, I get excited about the freedom of being alcohol free. But on the other hand, I get major FOMO, right? Fear of missing out uh, when I think about never drinking again in certain situations. Did you experience this? Does it go away after you've gone through experiences to realize you don't need or miss it? Uh, great question. And oh, yes. And, you know, it's funny, it said um, in certain, you know, in certain situations, for me, it was like every situation. I couldn't remember, other than obviously times that I could not be actively drinking, like driving, uh, or that's probably it in most life situations. First thing in the morning, uh, at least for me, you know, I didn't morning drink, but what I 
uh, remember is when I sat down to look at this entire change, I, I just had all of these thoughts in my head. All these things come into my head, right? Oh man, what about hanging out with my friends? Uh, you know what? Like going to see a baseball game, right? Or um, I had one of my clients not recently said, you know what? Decorating the Christmas tree and listening to Christmas songs. Like that's something. Um, and we can all come up with these lists and we can just say, I don't understand how I could possibly get through this experience without alcohol. Well, we talked about reframing earlier. I'm going to give you a big one right now because one of the things that is amazing, if you sit down and write this list, is you will find that all of those different experiences are things you actually want to experience, right? So when you ask yourself the question, like take going to a baseball game for me, why am I going to a baseball game? Well, I want to see a baseball game, right? I want to be part of the crowd. I want to enjoy it. Um, okay then is the beer helping that or not helping that? And what I realized when I went through this entire list was, oh man, all of these different events, right? Hanging out with friends. I'm there because I want to connect like our hiker friend from the last question. You know, uh, dealing with, you know, uh, uh, relaxing, right? I'm relaxing because I want to relax. And, and I want to have a good time and being in, you know, being cloudy headed during that doesn't actually help me do that. So one of the great things to do here is to look at these certain situations that you're talking about and reframe them and ask yourself what you're actually after in that time. I guarantee you your goal isn't necessarily alcohol, right? You're doing these events. You're going to these situations for some sort of other outcome. If you can be clear about what that other outcome is, then you can ask yourself the question is alcohol helping me get there or not? And in our programs, you know, we will help you uh, with that, right? So it might be that the answer to that is yes, alcohol is helping me. Or say your thing is relaxing, like the last example I gave you. Maybe you could say, yes, I do think alcohol relaxes me. Then we're going to work with that. We're going to work with that belief. But going through this, you will find way more often than not, uh, the ones that are, the ones that are, uh, um, activity related, you're after the activity, not the booze. Um, so yes, I did experience this. And yes, uh, your second question, does it go away after you've gone through enough experiences to realize you don't need it or miss it? Yeah. And that's actually part of it, right? So there's two parts and we talk about the This Naked Mind methodology and we're not based on willpower, right? We're not based on no matter what, don't drink, right? What we take is what we call a grace-led and compassion-led process. And it doesn't start with the behavior. It starts further down the chain with your thinking, right? So our thought is that if we can change our thinking around alcohol, then we can change our behaviors, right? And so part of this process and that exercise I just gave you is to look at these different situations and change your thinking about it. Um, and yes, even if you change your thinking about it, <clears throat> does that mean like the first time I went to a baseball game without a beer, which by the way, was a Boston Red Sox game. Um, like was I, what was, what were my thoughts, right? Was I thinking about it? Like, yeah, of course. Like I walked by the beer stand and I was like, oh, there's beer, you know, but it wasn't something that I was like, I have to get by this beer stand. Right. It was something that was more along the lines of, all right, well, that was something I thought I was going to do. That is reminding me that I really want to be a part of this group. Right. That's reminding me of like, man, I'm here. I want to be in it. I want to be in the middle of it. I mean, it actually enhanced my experience. So, yes, not only does it go away over time, um, but it, if you do this mindfully, if you mindfully approach that Red Sox game or whatever it happens to be for you, um, you will find that you'll enjoy it more and it'll be a more deeper, more satisfying experience as opposed to the surface type experience. 
that we have when we drink through events. Um, so anyway, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. And yeah, FOMO is a huge, huge thing. Um, and we all deal with it in one way or another. Um, and being able to address it head on like this is great. So thank you for that question. Okay, home stretch. last question. Here we go. Hey, Scott, I keep reaching out for things to help me through this journey. I'm always needing a, reading a new book, trying out a new course. Love the intensive, by the way. That's awesome. I'm glad you do. Um, or finding a new follow on Instagram. Every time I do this, I get so much excitement. Here's a new perspective. Maybe this is the stuff that helps me finally make the switch. But like with most things, I start to lose enthusiasm and fall back into my old ways. How have you seen people tackle this in the past and what do you think is a good next step for me? So I want to start off this off the way I've actually answered several of these questions so far, which is you are not alone. Um, and it's actually, it's amazing how much awesome information is out there about positive perspectives of living alcohol-free or sober or sober curious, right? There are so many perspectives. There are so many different ways of looking at this problem and engaging with uh, alcohol use disorder. Um, there's, there's no shortage of that, right? And then you add on top of that things like the Quitlet, right? Like biographies and science books, and there's just so much. And yes, it is amazing how good we can feel when we pick up maybe a, a, maybe a, a sober biography um, and we start envisioning ourselves as the person in that book, right? Maybe we see a little bit of ourselves in their story um, and then we see the results they get and we start thinking about how that can apply to us and man, that feels good, right? We all want to think about that. Um, and so of course it gets you enthusiastic. Of course it helps you feel good. This process of finding these new things and getting excited about them is not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. As a matter of fact, it's a reason that we all do this stuff. Like the reason that we have Instagram and Facebook posts at This Naked Mind is because we want to influence you to consider quitting alcohol or consider your drinking patterns or consider how could you do things differently. So I love hearing this, that this stuff jazzes you up because that, that means we're doing our job. Now the question comes in really when it's about the this sort of enthusiasm cycle. Oh, I'm really enthusiastic and then I'm not. And I'm really enthusiastic and then I'm not. Very often this comes down to a very simple but still kind of deep uh, idea that I want to introduce to you now. Right? So many of us see this next program or you know person or book or whatever it is as the answer. Right? Like we have um, this, this problem and this person over here has a solution. As long as I'm around this person, I'm going to get where I want to go. Now, that's great to get you moving, but what you're going to find when you engage with any book or any program like this is the answers. Maybe the, the reframes have something, you know, the, maybe the program has some great reframes like in the, in the intensive, we do a lot of reframing, we do a lot of education, right? Maybe there's things you're going to learn that you didn't know, but where the change comes from where the growth comes from is not from what the people say in that program, right? Where growth comes from if you work with a coach is not from what the coach comes tells you, right? That growth comes from within it. It comes from you, right? It comes from engaging with this material and, and asking yourself questions, right? And digging in and seeing what is it that makes sense for me about this? What is it that feels good? What is it that doesn't feel good? Where do I wanna go? Do I agree with this? How does this idea or concept apply to my life? And when you do that, the answers that you already have in you are gonna become clear. 
right? And so all we do, right, with our courses and our coaching and anyone else that does this, by the way, we don't make you do anything. Um, that'd be a horribly frustrating business model if that was the case for us. If our job was to make you do something, then uh, that would not be enjoyable. But what we do and what everyone else does is we invite you to explore this stuff, right? And if you look at it that way and you say, man, someone like Carly, Carly Benson is one of our senior coaches. She's amazing. She has an incredible Instagram account. Man, her account is inviting me to think about these things differently. Her account is inviting me to... Uh, think about myself differently, right? Whatever that message happens to be. And if you can look at it in this way, then you can recognize all of these resources are amazing, right? All of these things that are out there and the stuff that can really help you and can help you change. Um, they're very, they're amazing to have. And it's until you do the work and start digging in, right? So you say you love the intensive, um, which is our, our 12 week program. You know, if you love the intensive, then, um, you know, do the reflections, apply this material to your life. It becomes so much richer. And that's what the amazing thing is, right? We show you the concepts. We show you the ideas. You bring that and internalize it and growth and change truly come from within you. And yes, you might like one coach person more than another, right? Um, you know, we always make this joke around here, like don't let Scott's beard get in the way of you learning stuff, but it's true, right? So you might find the right fit and maybe you try one and it doesn't work. You try one and it does like the intensive did, um, then awesome. But at the end of the day, it's the content, it's the information. And if you can take those ideas and internalize them, whether they be from free places like Instagram or courses that you're paying for, like the intensive, um, that's what makes the change. And that is how you bridge that enthusiasm gap. Um, so I hope all of that makes sense. What a fantastic question. And it's something um, that I, we, we talk about a lot because there is so much information out there um, and it's designed to give you hope. It's designed to make you think that you can do this because you can. But it's when you actually do the work and you recognize that the, that growth comes from inside of you that everything changes. So um, yeah, awesome question. Thank you for that. All right, everybody, that is it for me this month. Thanks for hanging out with me for, uh, for the last half an hour or so. Um, I hope you all are doing very well, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Did you miss this Naked Mind Live? Do you maybe have a little bit of FOMO? But don't worry, I've got you covered. In fact, I had the entire event professionally recorded and it's available digitally. Transformation in your living room. Yep, that is what it's all about. You can grab your digital ticket at thisnakedmind.com forward slash digital ticket. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today. Thank you.